from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, the gimmick table, always bringing the heat. Here they are, the brothers of the D. Welcome back to the Gimmick Table. On today's episode, we are going to sit down and do something new right here on the Gimmick Table. We're going to do a thing called Table Talk. We're going to talk about anything and everything in the world of professional wrestling. So sit back and relax, because here comes the heat. Hey, this is Big Ben Brewer. I'm Dean Amber. And we are the Brothers of the D in this new segment of the Gimmick Table called Table Talk. So let's get it going. The world of professional wrestling. A lot of things have been going on in different promotions around the, around the globe. So where do we begin? Yeah, well, we've taken a little bit of a break. Uh, yes. I've had a vacation, done some work in the uh, studio. Studio was being upgraded. And um, so uh, have you, uh, how have you, how have you been following wrestling? I mean, what have you got? What have you? Uh, I Basically, I haven't, like I've told said before, I haven't really watched like the WWE in a while. And I basically I get on my catch-ups on social media. So yeah. I know what's going on. I'll tell you one thing is I'm getting very impressed with this NXT TakeOver Toronto card they got going on here. Yeah, this is shaping NXT up to be car, yeah, a very great card for NXT. Yeah. So, uh, well, NXT always delivers with you know Triple H, he does a good job, um, you know, and, and they've got such good talent, you almost don't want them to go to the main, but they, you know, the main no. roster, you know, because it's just so it's just so well talented. Because you know? you've seen what happens when you go to the main roster, you're more likely to get yeah, buried, you know, it depends, and and to mid-card or it's to, really, as I like to call, the live event roster. It's really hard to say. You know, they'll, they'll bring people up and they'll push them and then they'll almost push them to a point where they don't know what to do with them and then they just, it's just abrupt. It's just gone. They're off TV. And right, right. So, yeah, it, it's it's difficult to say you want them to move up. I think originally when the whole concept of NXT started, they wanted to... It kind of might be the triple A, triple A, the triple A of professional wrestling for WWE to to do the next step up. And, and I think, when, but it's becoming a whole different yeah, beast. Yeah, when independent wrestlers, you know, their goal has always been, you know, you hear independent wrestlers, their goal is to get to the WWE, and NXT was always that that stepping stone to get you there. But now it's almost it's like, like people I'm in WWE. Go to NXT. I'm in, you know, just like I heard there was an interview, uh, Champo did. Because he's going to be coming off his injury. Yeah, he'll be back soon. He's been cleared. Uh, what do you say? Not to. He's been to sort of do in ring work, but not take bumps and things like that. And he said because you know right before he got injured, he was called up to the main roster. Yeah. With that big major call up, but he said he said that he is not going to the main roster. He is staying in NXT. Yeah, because just like they pulled Gargano back too when, when right. all that happened. Yeah. You know. I, and now the street profits are pulling double duty. They're on. They're on Raw, I guess. You know, like I said, I don't watch. I haven't seen I don't watch it. The show. I think they just are showing up as like backstage entertainment kind of yeah, thing. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know, watch Raw and SmackDown. Weekly. That's about all I've seen. I haven't seen them get in the ring. It's more like a backstage kind of yeah. shenanigans. You know, I, I like you. I, I've been catching up on my WWE through social media. It's just because I'm just not. The one thing that I am impressed with and entertained with right now with WWE... I don't know who WWE put in charge of their social media, but sometimes, like especially Monday and Tuesday nights, it's like real time. Yeah, but what I mean by with WWE, the things that... What's really impressive to me is how well of 
heel characters Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are playing. Right. Um, and I know they just had those awards. And the mid 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 year awards, Lacey and she Evans got the breakout. Got breakout and, stuff. But she's doing a phenomenal job. I mean, her run with Becky was good, but now that's over. But her so but her, you know her where do you go from there with her? Obviously, her character is is doing a good job of of masking her. It, it's not that she's bad in the ring; it's just her inexperience in the ring. And uh, but yeah, she's she's doing a phenomenal job as they, and I really like her and Corbin that angle they had where they're kind of together. Yeah. Um, they they just it's just difficult because they've destroyed everything that momentum that was behind Becky. The whole it's sad. Man, it it's just, just it's difficult. It's sad, to watch and then now that Paul Heyman is now taking over on Raw. Um, I, I'm not. I don't know what. I'm not going to grade him yet on his couple weeks there that he's been in charge. But from what I've seen, things are getting better. But does he have full and I'm? Does, does he have full control? From does, what does I'm understanding get? and what I'm reading, for like I've read some articles from Dave Metzler and things like that. They, he's got control. So he's got full creative he's control. He's got creative he's control. He's not having to run stuff by... See, that's the thing. He probably still has to run stuff. I think early on him. he's running early things on Vince, but eventually Vince is going to have to break away and let you put these guys in charge. And especially, you know, Bischoff has only been in charge, what, one week now, I think. But I think Bischoff's more his talents is more to Did you, did you hear what his role work. is? He, he's not creative at all. He's he's. I heard an interview with with, executive with Eric Bischoff. Producer. He is the executive producer. He is the head of SmackDown. Yeah, he's producing. But he said in this Sunday. interview, I can't remember what he was on a podcast. Can't remember which one. I've heard, you know, I see the transcripts of this. What he said, he said is, even when I was in WCW and I was beating Vince in the Monday Night Wars, I wasn't in charge of creative. My role was more. Um, Producing the television. Producing the tag because he, his talents are more geared toward. He's going to have to deal with Fox when it comes time. Yeah. When it comes to, yeah. to October, he's going to be dealing uh, with Fox more. So he said, "I've never, even when I was in WCW and I was winning the, we were winning the Monday Night Wars, I wasn't the head of creative. I was the executive producer. Yeah, you know, creative did their thing. They ran it by me. Mostly, he said, I never really eighty sixed or." said no to anything to do. He, he may have had some ideas. He may have some ideas. He bounced off of them, but uh, you know, for the most part, that's not Bischoff. Didn't, Bischoff is not like Paul Heyman who was and, and we all know Paul. Paul put on a great thing with uh, ECW. Yeah. So you can't top that. Paul has taken that stuff to Raw. So he's in control of creative. And, uh, but you know, it's good. It's a different a different animal with uh, SmackDown. You know, I was scared when they said that Eric Bischoff was taking over SmackDown because I think we even talked about it. We briefly on talked about time. it on one of the because episodes. I was yeah. like, he he can't. He he's not a creative guy. He can't book. But you know, he so admitted that. it. Like I just you know, he admitted it. He's like, I'm not. I, I got some ideas. I'll bounce them off, but I'll put guys in place. So yeah, creative guys in place to make it happen. Here, he's more the his title, which is executive director. Yes. Where he's. He's planning the segments. Okay, this segment, segment one is going to be nine minutes. You know, segment right. two is going to be this, and he's the liaison between WWE and Fox. Yes, that's so. Yeah, he is definitely the technical and the production. See, side, on the uh, on the opposite but the side, wrestling. He's the business side. Right, the wrestling side. Uh, do you even know who's creative on SmackDown right now? Um, they did bring up. Isn't the guy that was creative? On NXT with, uh, with May, I think they is did. Is he on SmackDown? I think they pulled in on because I think he's on because we all know you know Road Dog was uh, Jesse James. Um, and he's on. He's in. NXT. He's in NXT now, so he creative on SmackDown because of uh, you know uh, Vince interfering and uh, changing everything at the last minute. That was the rumor that was going on that did frustrated uh, the Road Dog was last minute changes like like. The day of, or in the middle yeah. of the program, you, you, know, you know, Vince was like, "Nope, we're pulling the plug on that one," and it showed on the, and it shows on when Vince does that. Speaking of SmackDown, did you know that there's a network special tonight? 
Smack, Smackville, Smackville from, Nashville. from Nashville, Tennessee. Apparently, they're doing this now uh, it's to coincide. Live, to, it's basically the live event. It, it's, it's a live event they're going to be putting on the yeah, WWE Network. It's like what they did with the uh, the last whatever they called the Shield's last yeah the last ride. But they're going to start continue. They're going to do this more, I guess. Now this is uh, I saw something. three matches for tonight. I saw. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental. Yeah. They're putting titles on the line here. Yeah, and uh, Nakamura's putting it up. Kofi defending against Joe and Ziggler, and Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. So we have two triple threat. I don't know if there's anything else. I know the Shield's last ride. Whatever. I'm right. not sure. Uh, there was three matches that they showed. Right. So there I think was, it's uh, more. The long. Riot Squad was had a match with Ember Moon and Natalia. Then uh, there was a singles match, and then there was the then there was the shield match. Yeah, and I also seen that uh, Elias was going to be some involved here in uh, SmackDownville. Well, I don't Smack- know if he's probably doing one of his, uh, his live performances yeah. since it is in Nashville, Music City. He's going to perform. So uh, this might be something to be cool to do, kind of like the old school. A Saturday night's main event or you know, something like that that they could do. I'll uh, catch it on the network. I'm not going to watch it tonight, yeah, to be honest. No, I'm not going to, you I'll know. I'll catch it on the network, you know, this no. week sometime when, you know, I have a, a free night. Um, I'll run it up, you know, I'll, I'll log in the network and watch it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch it live. But Elias, he's, he's good. He's good in his like I like him. I just wish they would use him a lot more. Well, uh, he, he's kind of been been typecast a certain way and unfortunately in this the business best. he's uh you but know he's taken it and he's his gimmick he's his himself. gimmick uh he's took it and rolled with it and but it's kind of like you know they, they say in, in movies he's kind of been typecast with his gimmick uh really it's like what do we do well let's He's good. He's great. On the, he's good on the mic. Uh, well, let's just throw him out there with the guitar and in the middle of the stage, and we'll have somebody interrupt him because we don't know what to do with him, in ring wise and storyline wise. I mean, lately he's been with uh, with the Shane McMahon Alliance or whatever you want. He's talented <laughs> in the ring. He's man. talented in the ring. I, 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 like I said, he, they just don't know what to do with him. They kind of took that drifter character he had and just and took, took it. it to you a know, point where kind of away from what the original plan was for it but uh he's he's he took his ball and he ran with it he, he's doing I mean he's doing it. what he he does what he's doing he's you know it's just you know they just to the point where they don't know what to do with him in the in ring I mean yeah. stick a mic in front of him he's it's gold. golden for a yeah. segment you know I mean uh, that because it's. Lot of guys like I mean that. that could be a creative scapegoat for them on SmackDown. Hey, okay, let's give Elias a microphone, give him, give him a segment, and you know, let him roll. You almost want to think that you could put Elias on color and get rid of Byron Saxton. Yes, you I know. agree. There's a lot of colored guys in this wrestling business that uh, I could say get rid of him, give him a so different I'm, role. So what I'm about <laughs> to say isn't comparing him at all to CM Punk. But he's that CM Punk type guy where he can do so many different things. Yes. He's not that. Obviously, he's not. Well, no, no. But, but he can do something. Punk was so good at commentary. Like now, he does the commentary for that um, that mixed martial arts. Mm. Uh, I can't think of yeah. the promotion's name. But he, but he does, he does the color commentary for that. And he was good when he was injured, and they kept him on TV uh, and put him on color commentary on Raw and SmackDown. He right. Was really good. So, so Elias is the same way, not to that level, but obviously. I, I do believe they way. might be like Byron Saxon. There's a change could be made there going forward because they're going to have to put their best foot forward, with, especially with SmackDown, because it's Fox. Fox. It's going yeah. national. It's not USA Network. It's, so, it's big time. Are you excited for this jump to Fox? Uh, Does it excite you at all? To me, there's a lot of question marks for me. It's like, if you don't do this right, it's going to blow up in your face. And you know how, and and if you, just this, let me take a second here. This is outside of the wrestling business. But if you actually watch Fox programming, Fox is notorious of 
bringing a show in, hyping the damn thing up, and then all of a sudden, oh, the ratings are not there? We're going to pull the plug after one season. Yeah, they do that a lot. So, uh, Fox could go the route is, we'll hype this thing up. Friday nights, SmackDown, Fox. And hype it up, and then it gets there, and a couple months in, it's just not where Fox wants it to be. Fox can regulate it to... Yeah. FSN one, it could, is putting a lot of money. They're in throwing this. a lot of thing in the ring. You see a lot of these wrestlers, Charlotte especially, uh, doing a lot of things for Fox, appearing on a lot of Fox talk shows, doing all this kind of stuff, doing this publicity run for this. That's what I'm saying. If they don't come out hard out of the gate, I mean, they got a couple months here to get it together. Um, if they, if Fox could pull this plug and Did remove it from Fox and put it on Fox FS1, something to that effect, they, they could pull it real quick. The rumor, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but I've heard that part of the deal is Daniel Cormier will be on the Fox announce team. For SmackDown? For SmackDown. I mean, USC does, I guess this is where USC does have Dana White in the UFC taking this out of professional wrestling. He does have a major contract with Fox. Yeah. They show a lot of their pre, pre-show pre stuff, um, pre-show, kickoff, whatever you want to call it, for their, for their preliminaries on Fox yeah. before their big uh, big events that they have. Uh, so, you know, it's a possibility that you're going to do to do that. I, you know, You know, it's a possibility you may... It could be at work, said Cormier, secretly training in some wrestling dojo somewhere. And you could finally get that Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier uh, fight that everybody wanted to see. That's been another rumor is that he he is. Everybody made it set up in an octagon, it's in a wrestling ring, but. He's fighting, he's doing his last fight. Right. It's coming up really quick. And I know he was kind of holding out for that last fight to be him and Brock. But with Brock signing the big deal and staying in WWE and not going back to the UFC and just letting his UFC contract expire, yeah, and whatever financially he has to work out to, you know, give money back to the UFC or whatever. I don't. I'm not too. But I think that was much all of a UFC work. kind of guy. But yeah. speaking of Brock Lesnar, to me, Brock Lesnar outside of him winning the heavyweight championship what one time or a couple times, has it really been that lackluster? Well. Big box office drawl. He actually, well, you know, uh, I'm more they thought of. I'm more of a UFC guy than you. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking you. I I haven't seen it. He has been very. But I'm not a big Brock Lesnar fan, regardless. But I haven't seen it as he's been a big box bluster draw for UFC. Well, he has. Um, He is good for both. He's made Dana White and the UFC a lot of money. And his role, you know, when he first went to the UFC the very first time, you know, he did fight after fight. He, you know, he paid his dues where he got in the cage and, and fought. But then it got to a point like how he is now with WWE. His first run in WWE, he paid his dues. He, he ran the road and everything. So his sense, sense, just like his sense in WWE sense, has been all about how they can capitalize on that doubt. He did build his name, and he, he is phenomenal in the cage. You know, the one thing that looked bad was when Alistair Overeem beat him in, like, two minutes. I think that's people still um, talk about that. But to defend Brock Lesnar on that, that was when Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar almost died due to the diverticulitis. Right, right. Um, he got kicked kicked in the side and it was right where his they being the good thing was that's when they found the issue this issue yeah that that run with diverticulitis where he I mean he was so infected it was where, bad where it was bad he spent a lot of time in the hospital but yeah he, he definitely was he Brock Lesnar was the UFC what he's been to WWE he, he's made them a lot of money and he's made a lot of money okay so he, he's definitely been but Choosing professional wrestling over MMA was probably the best for him long term Be- because he's in his forties, so it's not like he's a and sick. he's not and he's not his schedule with the WWE is not get banging it's it on the road no more. It's light. It's TV 
TV um, you know, pay-per-view appearances if need be, or, you know, hey, don't show up to Raw. I'm disappointed <laughs> one week. the title back on them. You know, it's just one of those things. I think that's the hotbed subject in professional wrestling right now is yeah. why, which we all know who put him on it. I enjoy We all know Vince put it on him, back on him again. Um, why? I enjoyed his run as... Why? As, is my question. Why did the, you do the that Beast again? in the Bank, you know, when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase. That was cool. It was way that was fine. TV. That was fine. Let him parade that around there, tease it in, you know. And you could bring it out on TV. So I don't know if you're setting something. I don't know what the way they're going. This is where it's still, I don't know. Then I'm hearing I don't they know. might do Kofi and Goldberg. <sighs> have, you, have you heard this rumor? Goldberg wants to... Come back because obviously his last it's match the, the, was an the, the, yeah it was an embarrassment and uh, and they're talking about doing Kofi and and Goldberg WrestleMania I don't know but I'm hearing rumors of because I know and Kofi just got he's taken on Randy Orton the Viper at SummerSlam exactly so uh, which do you think I, now just hear me out for a second do you think Randy Orton's gonna win this title no so. Randy's time's up. Let me tell you. Randy's contract, and he's made it publicly, uh, said it publicly, he will not resign in January 2020 when his contract is up. Let me tell you something. So Randy, I think, is just having fun and collecting matches that, you know, being in the ring with people that, you know, kind of a bucket list kind of deal. Let me tell you what I think. And still doing the Randy Orton, the Viper things. Well, let me tell you what I think is going to happen. I think... There is a strong possibility that Randy Orton walks out of SummerSlam as champion. I don't think that's best for. It's not best for business at all. SmackDown. Not for SmackDown. I think it's best for Fox. SummerSlam. I don't know though. Because SummerSlam is where it's it's going to set the tone to leading up into so, into a Fox. So hear me out for a second on this. The casual wrestling fan. Which is Ooh. the majority now. But the casual wrestling fan coming to Fox, someone that's turning their, their remote control, oh, there's wrestling on Fox. Are they going to see Kofi Kingston in the ring and be like, oh, Kofi Kingston? Or are they going to say, oh, that's Randy Orton. Randy Orton's a champion. It just it seems like it might be the WWE thing to do. They put the title back on Brock to put the title on Randy Orton. For one, for the Fox deal, and two, you're right. His contract is coming to an end. To me, if you and want, what have they done to every guy? Looking at the SmackDown roster, up? but just hear me out for a second. Every guy that their contract has been close to coming out, what have they done for him? Giving them a huge push, put a title on them, give them a big contract offer to keep them because they are afraid of them going to AEW. And with the ties that Randy Orton has to Cody, I don't, I don't know if I don't think AEW needs Randy Orton. No, but I think for Randy continue to be in the business, AEW, it, Randy needs AEW. Randy needs AEW. So, do you see it putting past Vince to say when we so when the casual person turns turns their channel on Fox? And they're standing in the ring, they see the champion. Are they going to say, oh, that's Kofi Kingston? Or are they going to say, oh, Randy Orton, he's the champion? Or L- let me stop and watch. Or them. somehow, some way, doing Brock about face and, you know, who's your, who's your number one guy on SmackDown? It's Roman Reigns. But. Just like I think Charlotte will somehow eventually, somewhere along those ways, heading into October and Fox and SmackDown, she's going to be the SmackDown Women's Champion. So, I don't know how much Vince is going to push Roman. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Be right now, I don't think they're not doing really too much of it at all. Got him playing and taking Samoa Joe. So, uh, they have him come to Raw on Monday and we're going to take on Samoa Joe to settle their beef. I was reading that I don't Roman know. Reigns has no intentions on signing no. a full-time contract no. when his contract expires. He'll continue to sign these little, these little couple, few so, couple year deals. He's gonna get a nice cushy deal where. But he's gonna just go part time. He's gonna go part time because really, I, like I've said it on the show, 
I don't think, maybe he's closer to it now. He's not 100%. Chemo kicks your ass. Chemo takes your, it don't matter, you could be the most physically fit, like yeah. he is. Chemo will whip your ass. Now, it doesn't he matter. He did have the pill form, which is a little bit it, easier, but, but it still I did see an interview. takes the fatigue he's on your body. He's still not back on the He's not. Schedule. He's not. So when he said that he doesn't, well, now he's got the taste. Signing, he's got the taste of Hollywood now. Well, that's the thing. He said he's not intending on signing another full-time contract because one, his health, he wants to keep it good, and two. He's dabbling in, in, in show business. You know? But I don't see him, unless it's a WWE Films, straight to DVD or whatever. What? I don't see him being a main star. I think the role in Hollywood is him, like he did in in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, where his cousin gave him a call to uh, to be a part of his uh, but, on-screen family in but, that show, movie. But, but let me tell you this. What if every rock movie from here on out it can have Roman has Roman Reigns? It, has, uh, has Joe and Owen jo- It's fine with me because Rock does that. Rock helps his family out. Rock helps his friends out. Or as he likes to say, even friends are his uh, Ohana. So... And you know, it's fine. That's what you do. Just like John Cena, they said John Cena did his little opening skit on the Raw reunion, and basically packed his shit and walked out the door and didn't stay. Well, he had he had other obligations. Well, he's got other obligations that are way more lucrative than WWE right now. So you know what else? Another reason why I don't think WWE would push Roman Reigns is because obviously the Shield was a huge deal, and. Vince 100% thought that John Moxley was was going to take a year off. I, I, I honestly think that's and why. Well, you know, making in interviews now. I think Seth I and John of Barry, they they're burning a bridge there. Side of wrestling was between John Moxley and Roman Reigns. Yes, it wasn't between him and Seth. No, him and Seth were, were were buddies. They were buddies. They just weren't. But but the if you looked at Seth, Seth has defended WWE. WWE, but and defended it in a way which it's not to me. It's not defending WWE. It's defending him. He's like I busted my ass in the wrestling business to get to the to get to the WWE, which we all know. Right now is still at the top of the heat. If you are WWE, you are in the top. Uh, granted, if you're, I guess even if you're still relegated to the live event roster, you still made it to the you, WWE. And I think WWE will always be the top. And um, so he's defended that he's busted his ass all these years and got to the WWE, and he's been champion. He's all this, and and he's defending his path and him being. Defending his place yeah. in and, professional wrestling, not he, just in the WWE, just him getting to the top of the professional wrestling mountain. Yeah, and I he's think, defending that. And I think that him saying the things he did against John Moxley about he took his ball and he ran and all that kind of stuff was cementing his spot. Well, that's also the, the the taking up. That's just that's. It was cementing that's his work. spot. That's work. So Vince that's knows a, that he's gonna, you know, he knows that he's not going nowhere, and he's not going to go nowhere. Now the uh, the strange, the bizarre thing is about John Moxley's contract with AEW, he has a one year opt out clause. Right. Where he can opt out and have no ramifications to a non compete whatsoever. That's the way AEW so, is working. But they're equal pay. They're given contracts. Vince thinks he's coming back. I don't know how you come back. I don't know how you come back. Because the issue is, he is so successful, whatever he's done, whether it's been AEW, whether it's been New Japan, whether Vince it's been burns bridges, and I think Vince shows. burned a bridge with John Moxley. I don't think he's coming back. You could throw him up millions of dollars at him, and he still would say no. And he did throw millions of dollars at him, and he still said he no. He didn't even look at the country. He, don't even know he just like, was. I don't even, and you know it was big time money. Oh, it was. But and he just said no. Because so that's the point. Vince holds monopolies on guys. Correct. And that's got to change. If Vince wants to evolve in this way, this current state of professional wrestling, you can't hold monopolies on guys because they could take their ball and go. 
but you you're you're holding monopoly on them, and you can't do that no more. Well, you can't do that. Well, let's. I want to switch gears for a let's second. Let's switch gears. Let's talk AEW. We, let's talk AEW. They had a big, so, big, major announcement so, this week. Well, let's, let's, hold announced, that, let's hold that for a minute, and I want to continue on the conversation we were just having but with AEW. Yes, that's Chris good. Jericho had an interview where he said that the promo that he cut at Fight for the Fallen was the first unscripted promo that he said 100% his own words since WCW. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even his run in New Japan, those those promos were not one hundred percent. You know they were to had some some scripting to them. Right. John Mox is cutting some fantastic promos in New Japan, but his big thing when he was on Jericho's podcast was he wanted he wanted his freedom back. He, you know the whole right. breaking out of the prison was he felt like he was in a prison. Broke out and he's got his freedom again. He's not the first and so, he won't be the last that says that about WWE. So, my thinking is if Moxley decides after one year to leave AEW, and I think he put that clause in his contract because not knowing where AEW would be in a year. If AEW, you don't know. You don't know. I this think, is the gamble you've taken with it. But exactly. what they've done in the short time that they've been in existence, things are trending up that... You know they're gonna be around it. He's trending in the right direction, but I, I think he did that. But I don't think where Vince believes. Oh, after a year, he's coming back to me. No. I think if he left, if he decided to opt out of AEW after one year, I think he's going full time New Japan. Because I think the best match this year that I've seen, and you know how much I love Cody Rhodes. Yeah. The best match that I've seen this year. Was John Moxley Juice Robinson in, in New Japan for the in, for the United States IWGP title? Yeah. That so, was, but uh, so yeah. if he decides that AEW is not where he anticipated it to be in a year, or he's not being used the way that he feels he should be used, I think he's going to New Japan, not WWE. I don't think he ever goes back to WWE. I don't see it because you know how Vince is. We've seen it, of course, over the years. He's still doing it this day. He doesn't change until Vince is either Paul, Stephanie, and Shane finally says, it's time for you to go, and we're taking over, and you have no say anymore. Vince is still going to do this. He's going to still going to push people to the brink of breaking their breaking point and where they want creative control, and they, they got to break out when their contract's up. You could throw all the money in the world at me. I don't want it because I don't want to be here no more. I'm hearing the club re-sign in WWE. Of course yeah, they are man. because they are getting a push right now. And they put the club back together. They're, they're putting the club back together and there's rumors there's going to be they're adding another member to the club. After Finn Balor's break, he's taken after after. He's taken a couple months Summer off. Slam. He's taken a couple months off at Summer after SummerSlam. Because they're starting to build a big... Twitter war between AJ Styles and, and Undisputed Era. And Adam Cole. Yes. So I could see, and, and I said this, I said this on social media. War games this year should be the club versus the Undisputed Era, and that's when Finn Balor makes his return. Yeah. At war games. Yeah, because I think Finn, it's time for Finn to. It's definitely. Well, time Finn's for, getting married too. Well, I, that's why he's taking time. He's getting off. married to that. Uh, I know that's that beautiful sportscaster, that soccer. Uh, yeah, she's she's everywhere all over his Instagram accounts, and yeah. that's why he's taking time that to get married. He was with Kathy Kelly for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but back to AEW. Did you get a chance to see Fight for Fallen or um, I've Fire watched Fest? I've watched uh, on replay. Okay, but but you have you had a chance yes. to see him? So have you seen all three shows? Yes. Okay. So we talked. Heavily about uh, Double or Nothing. Yes. We talked, we touched on Fighter Fest. I did. You hadn't seen it at the time. Yes. Um, and then Fight for the Fall, which we haven't talked about on, on the show yet. No, we haven't. Have you seen the improvement yes. from show to show? Yes. Like, there's one weak link that I need, they need to, they need to get rid of before they go to television. And you know who it is, and I've said it before. 
It's an announced team. It's the announced team. So it's not working. It's a good thing you brought that up. And it's like not today, working. We're completely. There's no script. There's no topics. Nope. We're just shooting. we're free falling table so, talking. I'm glad you mentioned the the uh, announced team because I'd like to. To me, that's becoming them. their weak. That's to me, it's the weak link, and and that's and I love Jr. But there's a weak link, and it, you're just, I think you're going to have to go to to shit. You're gonna to have to either go two man, or you're gonna to have to get somebody in there. That's. Um, I really enjoyed the announced team at Firefest. I know they changed it up. Well, Golden Boy was part of that fighting or that game. Right, but it to me, it was a better it overall. It he worked. He flowed in with yeah. Excalibur and Jr. Which Jr. and Excalibur are they're linking up. They're phenomenal. They're linking it up. So. My, my They're getting tight, and Gold, it's going to be tight for All Out, and it's going to be tight for TV. So. Golden Boy, he either is a, a huge wrestling fan or did his homework. It could be he both. he knew what was going on. It could be both. I mean, we're giant and huge wrestling fans, but if I'm in that situation, I'm going to do my damn homework, too. So, I don't think he's going to leave the... No. I, I, I think it might be you're going to have to face reality is you're just going to have to go. You can't do a two-man booth with Excalibur and Jim Ross, though, and I'll tell you why. You're going to have to make the change quickly. You're going to make the change quickly. Let me throw And out you're going to have to bring somebody in that's going to have to gel with them quickly. Let me throw out a name to you. Throw Col- it. Colt Cabana. Let me explain okay. to you my reasoning for Colt Cabana and where I think the he could fit in. Fit. He can fit in. He so, could fit in. Let's start with the fact that are you aware that the Trailblazer of Wrestling podcast has announced that he okay. is shutting down the art of wrestling? Really? He's ending the podcast. Really? The last recording is going to be at All Out um, or, or Starcast Three. Oh, because that could be set he's to signs. His, his live, but he's got material where he's got his sponsors already. He's got obligations with sponsors to the end of the year, so he's got shows between his comedy stuff that he's doing right now in Edinburgh and his um, he does that. Uh, Five dollar wrestling where they sit and him and another comedian. He has guest comedians right. come in with him and they do commentary to really bad matches. Yeah. Um, so he's got material for the end of the year, but he he's he's pumping his brakes on um, on the art of wrestling. He was the trail. He was the original. Yeah. He was yeah. the OG. So he's leaving. Why? Well, thank you, Cole. We do, and that's <laughs> but anyway, why I think he's leaving. Cole's we all know he's so, his contract's up with Ring of Honor, and so uh, he's but he's injured right now. But he's leaving the art of wrestling. I mean, he's stopping that, and his reason for it is to focus on wrestling shows and focus on his comedy. So, if his contract is coming to an end with Ring of Honor, and they have been replacing him with Caprice Coleman, who is a great former wrestler, color commentary guy, yes. with Ian Rigabani. And if he's doesn't have time, oh, he is opening up a Patreon account where you can get his, you have certain tiers and you can get his pre, the nine years of art and wrestling. So he's still going to make money off his podcast. Right. He's just not going to put any new content out. He says he's right. not going to have time for content. So... Takes a lot. I know he's getting into the comedy stuff pretty right. heavy, and he, and he is a hilarious guy. And, and he loves doing his bingo halls yes. and stuff. You know, right now he's scaled back his his dates because of, he's you know, in, he's got a blood clot issue. He's injured, yes. But, um, now hear me out. I, I know you, you might not like my thinking on this. Excalibur needs to be the lead commentary. Cole Cabana needs to be color. Jim Ross needs to be the third guy. And hear me out. Jim Ross can set those X guys is kind of that. I, JR is kind of settled in as now, the second you, guy, kind of. They, want, they feed, well, they're feeding off each other. Well, they're doing, it's, JR it's great. needs to be number three. And I'll tell you why. One, he's, I mean, Cody Rhodes said it right. He, he's, he's Jim F. and Ross. Right. But it's not 
what it used to be, you know, that that Bell Palsy's taken a lot on him and just the last couple of years have been so hard on him, the death of his wife and everything. Right. He, but he's doing something he loves to do and he's focusing yes. on it and he's back in the game because he's still, yes. like you said, he's still got a lot to offer and he's doing great. Him and X are gelling. It's just they, the third is just not working. And he has a large role behind the scenes at AEW. He is, yes. He is senior advisor. So right. He's in on all the creative and all that. And he has been. He did that in WWE. He's done that in WCW. WCW. So he so does that. He's got a larger. Yeah. If you want him to call, or if you want him to call the main event, here's a third name. Here's a name that I think, and okay. I've seen it. I've seen it. He's done some things with AEW. Tony Schiavone. Well, Tony Schiavone just recently signed a deal with um, MLW. So he's doing okay. play-by-play for me. But I did see him doing a control center on one of the, was it Road to... It was the first Road to All Out. Do you see who did the control center on the second Road to All Out? Chris Van Vliet. Yes, I did see that, yes. So Tony Schiavone is partnering with Conrad to do StarCast 3. Okay. So they do a podcast together. Tony Schiavone basically said, Conrad, you know, whatever you need... On, on Starcast 2, whatever you need. Conrad is just becoming huge in the world of So, on Starcast 3, Tony Schiavone's taken on a larger role in the event planning for Starcast 3. Yes. They've got sponsors, vendor sponsors now, and so it's getting huge, and I think it's definitely going to be a bi-yearly event, Memorial Day and Labor Day. That'll be the two big pay-per-views every year. For okay, AEW. here's my one of my concerns leading into. Well, let me get to it. Well, I guess. Well, if we want to do it, I guess we can do it. I, like we said, let's let me just wrap. Let me put this on a bow on this announced team. It's, something's got to be done. Got to be done now. Yeah. They got to bring somebody in. It's gonna just fit in right away and click in and make things roll like it's they've been going for a while. I wouldn't mind Colt Gabbana. Don't mind. Anything's better than what they've got going on. You know, and I do believe X and or Excalibur or his, his JR likes calling him X. <laughs> They're gelling. Yes, it's working. I enjoy just listening to them. I mean, I got if I was in the production booth, I'd just turn Alex Marquez off and turn him off. Another thing to, to pitch Colt Cabana, they they've done commentary together for Pro Wrestling Girl. Right. Colt and X. So there is a history there, but if you have Colt as the number two guy, the main color commentary. And Jim Ross can be there to give that extra. But if you want Jim Ross to call your main event, if you want Jim Ross to call, you know, if there's a big that's if, what I'm saying. You know, he can do. He can transition. If you can get yourself, if you want Jim Ross to call John Moxley and Kenny Omega at all out, let him call Kenny Omega and John Moxley at all. Right, and you. Or if you want I, to call I'm a thinking that's Omega. probably down the road is what's going to happen. They've got to get some other people in place for to Jim to kind of slip out. JR to slip out a little bit. Eventually, yeah. And then he could just do plug those and be those big matches yeah. and be the voice of those big matches for AEW like him, he was for WWE. But if you put him in WCW, three and you have two strong guys with this, him leading the way, which would be Excalibur and Colt Cabana. And you know, I, I don't have I a problem with that. I, I don't mind Tony Schiavone, but like I said, he's signed up with MLW, so he won't be able to do commentary for AEW. I just thought when I seen that, I was like, that's who they're missing. Tony Schiavone is such a voice. He's a voice for, I don't know. He's the voice for WCW. I'm sorry. He's the voice. He did. I, I, I love Tony Schiavone. He he didn't really fit in WWE. I don't think they brought him in. It didn't really fit. But you know, to me, when I think it's you know it's well, you know. MLW has a good announce team. It's Tony Schiavone and Jim Cornette. I'm sold on that. Where there's can a I third. Get... There's a third person that does it, and they're back. No, I said I'm gonna love me some Jim Cornette. And you know who MLW's backstage interviewer is? No, who's that? Georgia Smith, Dave Boy Smith Jr.'s daughter, Harry Smith's sister. She's the backstage really? interview. Yeah, well, she, shit. she does a lot of stuff for their for their social media and and everything. Obviously, she's got into the wrestling business because of you know her dad. Dude, she she's <laughs> she's got she's heart legacy. It's Come in on, her blood. it doesn't uh, matter what you do; it's in your blood. But here's my thing with Alex Marvez. Let's put the ball on this. And Alex Marvez is... 
in with Tony Khan. This is funny. Him and Tony Khan have. This is funny. You can tell where Alex Marvez is wearing thin on Jr. And Jr. is a seasoned veteran. He is. Fight for the fallen. He took some jabs at him right there, live on air, he right sitting right next to him. And uh, you know, Jr. has probably voiced his concerns to Cody. Say he's got to go. Let him be the quote unquote insider or whatever you want him to do. Because I know that one jab was great. He goes, "You're the insider. You should know this." No, I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> and he was like, on, uh, 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 "I don't mind him being on social media. I, I don't mind perfect. him him on YouTube for the insider a control center thing on all out. That's fine. All out. Have him do that." Have him do whatever. Have just getting away from the broadcast Have him booth. write wrestling articles for about AEW for BR Live. Let him do breaks in the back on the on the TV show, the inside. With the, just let him go do talk. You know, you know, let him do the investigative reporting. Put it on social media. Yeah, let him have those. Do, let him do these hard nose. Whatever. Just get him away from the broadcast booth. Exactly. That's all I need to say. That's the one gripe I have about AEW right now, and that's get him out of there. Here's another. Let's as we're tying the broadcast team, we're going. To, they made their big major announcement this week. It was it became official. Yes. TNT October second. Uh, AEW will premiere on TNT at between eight p.m. and ten p.m. Now two hours of nonstop all elite wrestling. I thought I heard that that time slot isn't locked down. I from the social media is now I'm following uh, AEW at TNT. Okay. It is locked. It's a fit. They officially, the a- 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 AEW at the new one that yeah, the new that Cody one. said to go follow and the, the Bucks told you to go. I follow it now on, on the Instagram. It's, they said lockdown, two okay. hours. It's actually, as a matter of fact, where I read that at, Jay, good old JR put out the official press release form okay. and I read it and it said, said eight to ten, two hours of nonstop action. I know originally they weren't going to put the time out there yet. Because the rumor is FS1 is going to put NXT up head to head against um, team uh, against AEW, and we know NXT is an hour show, eight to nine. So I, th- what I thought I was hearing rumblings of was they're not going to give this the time whether it's going to be eight to ten or nine to eleven. Let Vince play his piece on the chessboard. I think they. I think they Vince is playing a lot of chess pieces, but trying to do things before they do it. But it, it's an official press release. I read that. That's where I read but it. But it doesn't mean that time can change. It if could change. It could change. FS1 but right now, to come out and say NXT eight to nine on FS one. You don't think that they can't come out and say, oh, we're we're gonna do nine to eleven. Right. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So we're not going head to head. So we're so, so tentatively right now. Tentatively right now, it's between eight and ten. And then they announced it's going to be at the uh, the Capital nation's one. Capital One Cent Arena in uh, the nation's capital. Twenty thousand seat arena. Twenty thousand seat arena. I guarantee you, the tickets go on sale this Monday, July 29th. They're going to sell that out. Do you think they're going to have a setup for all twenty thousand, or do you think they'll they'll reconfigure how wrestling does and maybe put seventeen? I tell you what, Vince has got to get creative because he can't even sell out a live event no more. Yeah, that's true. We've seen all the pictures this week from Pensacola where they had hardly anybody, and that was five minutes before this started. Yeah. They had nobody was in there. Nobody's showing up because the product is crap right now. Um, I truly believe they'll they'll sell out whatever configuration they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they'll sell If they do configure it to 20000 because um, we, I think we talked about it on the last episode. They might the first one it being a big one. They might because remember, I, we were we. I think we touched on it on last episode, the episode four about, uh, or maybe I was talking with somebody else. Were we talking about? I just don't. We were talking about maybe smaller or. Yeah, is that me and you, or is that I was talking? Yeah, I about, my coworkers are big wrestling fans. I'm talking about. I don't think they're going to do twenty seat, a twenty thousand seat arenas every week. I think maybe that's for the first one, and I think they're going to look at no. Because I was thinking, I'm the nine, ten thousand. You know, the funniest thing is this is the only one they have announced. They have not announced the next following week's well, venue. I'm thinking from it's probably. What I've heard the schedule's coming out at all. Okay, so we got to wait till August thirty first. Yes, that the touring schedule for the remainder of the year is coming out. Because I believe if if we come to the point where they're not going to play in big arenas, I think the probably the closest one here to us will probably be either Toledo at the Huntington Center, which that's about twelve to fifteen. 
<laughs> Grand Rapids, probably. Yeah, Van Andel. Van Andel Arena. That's about it. What's the? Well, how many seats is the place up in Saint Clair, um, Port Huron? Is that eight? That's eight, five to eight. I believe it's a small, That's, small place. I mean, do you think they're gonna run somewhere like? Because uh, <laughs> you know, Ring of Honor always ran Dearborn. Do you, do you think they'll run like Dearborn? That might be too small. AEW, I think, has got a little bit. They can get. That's too small. Royal Oak so, Theater is too, too small. I don't even know how WWE did that. I don't think they'll never go back to Royal Oak again. They're going to find a, a little bit bigger place. Because yeah. that's the last time they've been here, Detroit NXT, was at Royal Oak Music Theater. And that was a small venue, probably 2,000 people. And they said they sold out within 10 minutes. And and they tried to rebook them for another. And they, you know, with WWE, their schedule's tight. Maybe they go to Ann Arbor and go to Chrysler. That would be another. Chrysler is probably anywhere between nine to twelve, maybe. I know they redid Chrysler Arena, so they could have added more seats. I want to say it's like twelve, I think, maybe twelve to fifteen, I think, because I think they added some things, they did some remodels. But I don't see them. Like I said, we don't see them coming to Little Caesars Arena anytime soon. Probably not until at least a year. Um, WWE's only been there once for pay-per-view. Yeah, once for pay-per-view. And that was Hell in a Cell, Shane and uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so... Um, we definitely have to talk more about this. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about it more. And this time it's flown by. It's today. flown by. So if you like this new free-flowing free uh, table talk, as I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm referring to it as... Uh, hey, give us a contact. Dan, where can they contact us at? They can get us on Twitter, Twitter or Instagram at Brothers of the D1. Facebook at Brothers of the D. You can email us at Brothers of the D at gmail.com. Hear us on Google, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Overcast. One more where, where else are we at? We're on Breaker. Breaker. And of course our mothership flag station. Flagship is anchor. We said anchor. Anchor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you like this free flowing uh, you know, uh, hey, contact us. Give us a shout out. We're always looking for shout outs. Uh, you know, even even our topic shows, give us a, what you want to hear. And uh, so uh, we're gonna be talking more about this AEW obviously. Um Big things coming all out. Television for them. We got the television for uh, Fox with WWE and the the new regimes at Raw and SmackDown. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. So we got more to talk about, as we all know. So keep it tuned to us here. And I'm Big Ben Brewer. I'm the Brewer. And we'll see you next time on the Gimmick Table.